Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. I am Pam Keneally, and I'm thrilled to be with Linda Ransom Jacobs, author of Divorce Care for Kids, um, uh, certainly um, one of America's greatest uh, advocates for single moms and issues with single moms and co-parenting and all these issues. So today we are going to talk about co-parenting, and Linda has another uh, title for it now that I didn't know about, so I'm really interested in learning from her myself today. So, Linda, welcome, and I'm glad you're Thank with you. us today. Thank you. Okay, let's jump into the topic of co-parenting. First of all, uh, what exactly is co-parenting? Well, co-parenting <clears throat> is when separating couples will um, go to the judge and ask for um, both of them to have parenting privileges, or a judge will automatically award co-parenting. And, and our legal issues are changing a lot. You know, several years ago, there was sole parenting, where one parent had the majority of the custody, and then the other parent, they visit them on the weekends, Wednesday night or Thursday night, whatever. But now the co-parenting, or a new terminology, is shared parenting. Shared parenting is when both couples, both partners of a couple have the decision for their the uh, let me let me backtrack a little bit shared parenting is when both parents share parenting with the child that means they they make the decisions together about education religion uh, where the child's going to go to college so they're still parenting together in shared parenting and they share custody of the child so the child is at mom's one week dad's one week mom's one week dad's one week etc so shared parenting is more sharing the parenting co-parenting I guess if you had to separate them two and I'm not I'm not a legal person I don't know all the legal terminologies but co-parenting is where you're co-parenting at the same time it's a little bit a little bit confusing so I like to use the term shared parenting because that is the new terminology coming around and like in my area in Florida we most of the judges in the county where I live are doing shared parenting right now and what's your opinion on that um, you probably don't want to hear my opinion on that. Well, there's some research out that shows children do need equal exposure to both parents. Yes. And, and I understand that. But for the most part, if a couple cannot get along together in a marriage, it's going to be rare that they can get along together parenting after the marriage. And I've seen it work a lot of times up until one parent starts dating. And then everything falls apart. Everything changes. Mm -hmm. Everything changes. And when there's another marriage, a remarriage, then it changes. Yes. I, I can get that. All right. Well, what are some reasons co-parenting doesn't work? Well, first of all, it's like in the marriage. If parents can't get along together, then co-parenting is not going to work. Um, if they can't agree or if one parent is hostile, Maybe they don't want the divorce, so they become hostile toward the other parent. Co-parenting is not going to work. If you can't get rid of that hostility, it's not going to work. And um, good co-parenting just takes time, and it takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of communicating. And some people just cannot communicate with each other. Co-parenting is not going to work if you can't at least be agreeable in situations because you're still parenting these children together. You're living in different homes. You're not living together. Right. It makes it so difficult, doesn't it, to be able to co-parent when you, like you said, you couldn't parent together in under the roof. How are you going to do it out, outside the roof? Right. So uh, how can couples, um, or rather, what what can couples do to make co-parenting successful? If you know, There's certainly some things they can do to move it on the positive side. Well, they have to be able to, to whether they like the, how the other parent parents or not, they have to be agreeable to that. And they, need, they have to be agreeable to staying out of the other parent's life. 
So you can't um, uh, you can't tell the other parent who they're supposed to be dating, or they can date, or they can't date, or they can have people stay over. They can't have people stay over at their house. Whatever. All you can do is parent in your own home, and then you just have to be able to supportive of the other parent. And you have to be able to make decisions together, like school activities. Who's going to go to the school concert? Who's going to go to the church play? Are you both going to go to the church play? Can you both get along together? One research article I read just broke my heart. A little girl was uh, up, up getting ready to do a church play, and all of a sudden she just ran out the door. She couldn't do it. And um, and later her mom said, well, why can you do this? You practice, practice. She goes, because when I got on the stage, Daddy was sitting on one side of the auditorium and you were sitting on the other side of the auditorium and I didn't know who I was supposed to look at. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So even though both parents were sharing, they still had some hostilities. They were still separated, and this affects the child. So um, I think you just have to be agreeable to each other. You have to, you have to, you have to be flexible on the visitation. So let's say I have, uh, I have a little uh, Jessica the first and third um, weeks out of the month, and then the third week's coming up. But I've got a business that I have to go out of town on a business deal. So Daddy needs to be able to be flexible enough that he will take Jessica that week, and maybe we can switch a week. Uh, and then he has to be flexible enough that he'll let me call or Skype or iPhone, FaceTime Jessica during her time with him while I'm out of town. So you've got to be flexible on these schedules mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the children. Mm-hmm. The children's needs have to come first. They That's do. successful co-parenting, shared parenting. Mm-hmm. So why do some kids act out when they come home from other parents' home? I know I've heard moms say, I just dread it the first 30 minutes they come home because there's, it's just so hard to get them back into the groove of our home. So um, why do some kids act out? Well, they act out because it's just a change, and they're trying to deflect the frustration and the anger that they feel in this moving back and forth. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, we get comfortable in our place, and then all of a sudden we have to change. This is kind of silly, but help people. hopefully it help people understand. Most people, when they go to church regularly, they sit in the same spot or about the same mm-hmm. spot. And why do we do that? Because we feel comfortable in that spot. And then if we go to church and somebody's sitting on our spot, we have to change. We feel a little agitated. We feel a little bit irritated. But these children do this all the time. They move, 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 move. And so uh, so at one home, we sit and watch TV, and, and we go to bed at a certain time, and, and, uh, and we have certain things to eat. And then we go to the other home, and we go to bed at a different time, and we have different things. These children have to figure out where they fit, where do they belong, how do they operate? After they do it, they will get into it. becomes a routine, actually, and they get into the routine. But at first, it's very, very frustrating to these kids to have to move back and forth. And if there's issues in the home, of what if Dad had a bad day at work, and then he came home and he didn't explain it, and he was just grouchy, and I thought it was me, and then I had to go to Mom's, and I left worrying, and I'm wondering all week, what did I do to make Daddy so upset? Mm-hmm. Right, right. That can be an issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, uh what can we do to help the children adjust to both homes? What is it we can do to help them, you know, do well in both under, in both environments? If, if at all possible, try to have similar routines, at least bedtimes. <laughs> bedtimes right, but, and homework times. Yes, yeah. Bedtimes, getting up times, at least have be close to the same time. I mean, if you, if you have, you go to mom's and you go to bed at 8.30, but then you go to dad's for a week and you go to bed, go to bed till 1030. That child's system can never get adjusted to all these times. So if at all possible, try to have the same routine, as close to the same routine. 
and and if a child has allergies, both parents understand this is a gluten-free child. They can't eat gluten or they can't eat peanut butter or, or whatever the issue is. They Parents have got to be able to cooperate on these issues so the child feels comfortable. Something else is in every each home, the child needs to have a place for their stuff. So they need to have a bedroom. They need to have their own drawers. They need to have a place in the bathroom where their, where their toothbrush goes whether shampoo goes, whatever, you know, they're, they're living in these places. And so they have to have places to put their stuff. They need to have, be able to ha- take their favorite things with them, wear their favorite clothes, and take them back and forth. So Daddy buys a special toy for little, little uh, Derek. Derek needs to know that it's okay if he takes that special toy to Mom's house and he brings it back. That's all part of shared and co-parenting. Right, okay. What would you say to the single mom who's upset because she does all the work? She she just feels like the kids go to their dad's house and he's kind of like the Disneyland dad. Just They have so much fun and they get to just not have a lot of rules and regulations and they come home they don't want to be home. You know, it's more fun at dad's house. What would you tell that mom? Still just run your home like you have to run your home. Mm-hmm. You have to be the person you are. And if that means you're organized and you have certain things you do a certain way, you have to do that at your home. That's just what it is. And what moms don't realize is kids need that security. They need that comfort. Yeah, so dad buys them special things. Well, be grateful for that dad can do that. You know, it's okay. And just say, I'm just so glad your dad can provide that for you. And then you provide what Mm -hmm. you can do in your home. What would you say to the mom whose dad's not even in the picture? You know what I'm saying? This is not a co-parenting issue at all. This is kind of a side side note, but to the mom who doesn't, the dad's not in the picture at all, and the child hurts because there is no going back and forth. How does, what does she tell her child? She needs to make sure that her child understands it's not his fault that the dad's not in the picture because every child will wonder, did I cry too what much did when I, I was do? a baby? Right. Mm-hmm. Did I wet my diaper too much mm-hmm. when I was a baby? So just something as simple as saying, you know what, your dad didn't know how to be a parent. He just, he was scared and he didn't know how to be a parent. had nothing to do with you. And that relieves the child a lot of the burden that they feel that was their fault, that dad was no dad. Yes, yes. And then just get some good mentors in your life, in your child's life. And again, that can be done at church. Right. A right. good mentor, a buddy at church, or would be a, great. A two-parent family that has a son your child's age that can take them on holidays and special days, and that can be kind of like a, a substitute dad for the child. Yes, that's wonderful. You know, I have someone, uh, a single mom in my life now that I know she's going through trying to adjust to the co-parenting thing, but now she's struggling with the other woman that's in the picture and uh, struggling with the kids not wanting to go to dad's because they don't want to be around the new woman, so... Uh, how should she address that in her home when she's angry about it, and how what does she do about that now there's somebody else in the picture and that certainly is understandable i I went through that myself. All she can do is say, "This is your dad's time. you need to go to dad's right and, and if they don't want to and they fuss and they cry, they she need just to talk says, to I'm dad sorry. about that mm-hmm. that's right. not her issue right. that's something you talk to your dad about and how about give me some advice for her in handling her own anger and towards the other woman. Yeah, she's got to pray about that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to have to get some good books on yeah. your emotions. And yeah. see but let, me, it... let me back up just a little bit. One thing um, that I, I know children, parents will say, well, they don't want to go to the other home. They just want to stay at my home, or, or they don't, they don't want to leave my home. That's true to an extent, but once a child leaves you and gets to the other home, they're okay. 
but you have to remember that in a, in a divorce situation, in order for a child to say hello to mom, they have to say goodbye to dad. And it's always forever, hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye. So in order to say hello, I have to say goodbye again. And so sometimes, yeah, they don't really want to leave me, but they want to go be with dad. Yes. And they don't really want to leave uh -huh. dad, uh -huh. but they have to come back to mom. So, so that's one issue. But if it's issue, they don't want to go be around the girlfriend or the new wife. That's something the child and dad have to work out. Right. You have to study that picture. Yeah. What would you say to the mom whose children are going to dad's and he's having a woman live with him and the children are subjected to that kind of a living situation at the other house? And you don't agree with it. And you don't agree with it. There's not much you can do. Anymore, you used to be able to go to court, but you can't anymore. It doesn't make any difference to the court systems. You just have to deal with it. I know my um, my daughter came home and she said, um, Mom, it's really hard to be at Dad's with his new girlfriend because there's only one bathroom and I have to go through them in bed to get to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And it's embarrassing. And I, I said, I'm so sorry you have to experience that, that that's between you and your dad. Is there anything I can do about it? Right. Between you and your dad. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing she can do to to uh, change the situation except just to say I'm uh, identify I'm so sorry I know it hurts and and um, you know I know this is you know in my opinion not part of God's plan but this exactly. I, I'm not making those choices He is and mm -hmm. and uh, maybe you know you as you go back and forth I'm hoping you can learn from both home environments just keep it hoping you can learn something from both home environments and what you have to remember is even if the parent were together and they live together, the child is still going to make their own decisions on the morality. It's just that they, when there's two parents, that they have a wider, um, a, a wider version of life. And so you have to live your life how God wants you to live your life in your home. And, and then trust that your, your child's going to make the right decision. Right. And that, that happens to be my last question as we move into the closing of this podcast. I just want to give an overall view that when you follow Christ, you try to try to take the high road. You lean into whatever kind of positive counseling you can get, not from your children, but from a professional counselor or a godly person that you can listen to their advice. And you follow that to the best of your ability. I want you to give our single mom some hope of, in the long run, when the children are older and they're in their 30s and they look back, uh, typically, what do you see as they look back and the mom did it well? Typically, what do you see? Typically, I do see that the, the child starts to live their life and raise their children how they were raised. In the mom's home? In the mom's home. If the mom is one has has led the Christian lifestyle. Um, and all children are going to kind of veer away, you know, as they become teenagers, they're trying to find their way, or college students, or they're starting to work as young adults, but eventually they come back. When they have children, they come back, and they will raise their children with the moral values and the spiritual values that you instilled in them. I still firmly believe God's values come through. Mm -hmm. Above all, God's values come through when you raise your, And we're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to sin along the way. But overall, God's values are going to come through. So I, I know I doubted that at first whenever I was a single mom. And, and I had a Bible study teacher say to me, because there were some things happening in their dad's home that I definitely did not agree with. But there, she said to me, you can only control what goes on in your own home, and that's all. And you live your life the way you think God wants you to live your life. 
And so now my children are adults. They have children of their own. They're wonderful, contributing adults into society. Uh, I said to my daughter one time, pray for, you, for, pray for me on this. And she said, Mom, I pray for you every single day. Mm, and this wonderful. is when she lived in England, and I lived mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. She said, Mom, I pray for you every single day. I shared something with my son just last week, and he has two children now. He's a, he's a doctor in Texas and a, a busy lifestyle. And I shared something about um, when I walk on the beach, and I, I'm just, I live in Florida, and I try to walk three miles on the beach every morning. And I said, you know, I just remember that God's mercies are new every morning, His steadfast love and His mercies are new every morning. And my son said, oh, Mom, I'm so glad you have a close relationship with God at this point in your life. Mm. You know, so, so yes, I think they will come back. They will find their way back to God if they've departed from Him. Right. Well, I just think that's great encouraging words. And be careful, Mom, not to live in the past, but to be present in the present, that you can't go back and redo the past. Yes, we all have regrets. We wish we could do things over. We all have do-overs. But, you know, that does us no good to badger ourselves over there. You know, I heard a quote, I love it, that you can't go back and start make a brand-new start, but you can begin today to make a brand-new end. And speaking of end, I guess it's the end of our podcast. So uh, God bless you, and uh, we wish you well in your single mom journey. And Linda, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.